This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. Globally, the pace of inflation appears to be slowing with recent readings in the United States and United Kingdom suggesting higher interest rates are working. In Australia, the data is more mixed. What does that mean for investors? To help us answer that question, I welcome Tim Hext, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. Tim, welcome to The Point. Thanks, Sean. So where are we up to with inflation globally? Where are we up to in Australia and why the difference? I think the difference is that Australia has been pretty much six to 12 months behind the US the whole way through this COVID episode. And that's due to the fact that we weren't hit as hard. It's due to the fact that a number of things like our wage structures are far slower to move. So it's no surprise that Australia will be slower to come down because it was slower to go up as well. But you're correct. Inflation globally is heading very much in the right direction. In the US, the actual sort of current pace of inflation is now dipping below 3%. Now, the year-on-year numbers take a, a little bit longer to come down because they've still got inflation from 12 months ago in them. But you are starting to see them come down. And the actual current pace, which I look at the last three months and kind of annualise it, is showing that inflation is now going to start to dip below 3%. And that's also helped by oil prices, which have come off recently. So, yeah, a lot working in the favour of lower inflation. And just start sticking with the US for a second, there is a chance that in the second quarter, even the annualised numbers are going to start to come down closer to 2%, which, of course, is the Fed target. So no one's going to claim victory over it. And I think numbers will push back a little bit higher towards the end of next year. But it definitely does negate the need for such high interest rates, which is what the market is now looking for some rate cuts from the US. Okay, so rate cuts in the US potentially next year, is that what you're saying, or the next couple of quarters at least? Yeah, look, I I think probably the second quarter would be the earliest you'd see. Mm Mm-hmm. But by the middle of next year, I would expect US rates to be coming down. Not a lot, I mean, but they are very high. They're at five and a half. Yeah. You know, I think the market is looking for, you know, around to four and a half, maybe down as low as four. And I think that's a fair assumption to work with at the moment because that would still be higher rates and higher than neutral. So it's not like, as I said, victory is declared, but you just don't need rates that high when inflation is behaving itself. Okay, what about in Australia then in terms of inflation and rates? You're six to 12 months behind. What's that mean? <laughs> well, it means that, you know, our, our inflation currently, again, the, the, the annual numbers are still in the fives, but they're going to come down quickly. And I think the fourth quarter numbers, we're still in the fourth quarter, but they're going to be quite, they're going to be very well behaved, in fact. You know, the chances are you may even get as low as 0.8 or even 0.7 as a quarterly number. The fourth quarter generally doesn't have any major inflationary items in it. So it does give that chance. And with, with all prices coming off, I think there's a good chance of that. So I think when we look at it overall, inflation in Australia is going to be dipping below 4% early next year. The RBA have a forecast up around 45 for the end of this year. I think the actual numbers at the end of January we get will show that it's closer to 4 than 45 And that will negate any need for the RBA to raise rates again. And by the middle of next year, the narrative will be closer to three and a half. So on the back of that, I honest, I do think we've seen the final rate hike this month. I don't think it was necessary to hike rate this month, but the RBA kind of cornered itself by being too optimistic on inflation. They've now revised those forecasts and they've probably been a little bit too pessimistic on inflation now. And as any good business person knows, you under-promise, over-deliver is what you should do. And I think that's what's going to be happening next year. Okay, with that as background, what's it mean for assets like bonds and perhaps touch on credit as well? 
Well, for the first time in a number of years, it's a pretty favourable environment for bonds. And although they have rallied this month, so 10-year bonds roughly around four and a half in Australia now, they did briefly touch 5% at the end of October. So I think what often happens, people look at that and go, oh, you know, I've kind of missed it. Well, four and a half is still very attractive if you believe that, you know, inflation's going to come below 3%. So that's going to give you a pretty good return. And I do think cash rates in Australia, although they're probably not going to come down next year, the environment for them to come down early in 25 will be there. So really, I keep saying to people, in the same way you should have locked your term home loans in when rates were low back in 2020, 21, and everyone who did that was very, very happy. I think we're still in the territory where if you kind of lock your investments in from a fixed rate point of view, in other words, you buy bonds, you're going to do pretty well out of it. And and four and a half is going to turn out to be a pretty good return because, you know, term deposits are creeping up around 5% now. But, you know, when I look across the spectrum of what you can buy in bonds, uh, government bonds, four and a half, state government bonds around five and a quarter, and then bank debt around 6% still. So there's some pretty attractive yields there. For credit, it's you know it looks a little bit more like a soft landing scenario, which should be mildly positive for credit. What does worry me is that banks, because they are driving, in a sense, in the rear vision mirror, in that they're relying on inflation, and inflation is a very lagging indicator, very lagging. So they're probably going to be a bit too slow to cut rates because they'll still be looking at inflation not coming down fast enough, in Australia particularly. And that does open the door a little bit for some economic weakness. It's not a core view, but there's a higher danger of that. So, But apart from that, the soft landing scenario does look favourable for credit as well, and even for equities, which is, I think the equity markets kind of started to factor in a little bit in the last month. So, I mean, the upshot of all that is that investors potentially don't have to take on as much risk to get better returns than they have in recent years. Yeah, look, I mean, again... You know, your starting point, you know, a 10-year bond at four and a half. I mean, 10-year bonds were down, at, you know, one, one and a half, not that long ago. A 10-year bond at four and a half, and as I said, that's just a government bond, so everything else is a fair bit higher, does give you a pretty good starting point. I mean, my question to investors would be, you know, okay, let's assume term deposits are at 5% and, you, and, you, and you're locking yourself into those uh, with no liquidity. Where do you think on average they're going to be over the next five or 10 years? And I think most people would assume they're probably going to be a little bit lower, not higher the cash rates will come down rather than go up a lot more. And yet right now you can lock in for five or 10 years, rates above 5% in bonds. And the other advantage of bonds is that they are liquid. You can sell them anytime. You're not locked up like you are in a term deposit. And that's particularly important that if you saw a sudden sharp sell-off in equities and you're wanting to buy them, take advantage of it, and your money's locked up in term deposits, that's no good. You, you need something which is liquid and bonds are liquid. Tim, thank you for talking to The Point. Thanks, Sean. You've been listening to Tim Hext, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. This is The Point Podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer.